All right. Happy Wednesday. Today is December the 8th, 2021. Thank you all for being here. This is a questions and answer conference call. Simulcast with this radio show. Thank you all for being here. And let's see who is here. Antonio. Yes. Darmananda. Hi. Don. Hi, hi. Hello, hi, Darmananda. Hi, Don. Hi, Darmananda. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Antonio, hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Is Win on yet? Negative. No. Okay. All right. Hey, hi. Yes, Win. Hey, hi. Yes, Don. Have you ever heard of... Uh, English musician Stephen Wilson or his band Porcupine Tree. Porcupine Tree? No, I have not. I want to check them out. All right, Stephen Wilson. Yeah. A song. One of his songs called. I, I don't know too much of their work, but I'm just checking them out now. Uh, one song I've heard is Pariah. It's good. Pariah. And then his band. His band. Mainly his band uh, was Porcupine Tree and. Uh, a nice song called uh, Arriving Somewhere But Not Here. Okay. Worth checking oh. out. Here's another oh. song, Arriving Somewhere But Not Here. Yeah, it's by Porcupine. Right. It's his band. More I'll or less, I guess. Okay. Thank you. All right. And if you're listening in online through BBS Radio, happy Wednesday. Thank you for being here. And questions and answers with the Elohim means you are able to ask a question. You can do so per email to the following email address, questions at intelligent-infinity.com. Someone else joined in. Guten Abend. Please say your name and location. Guten Abend, wie geht's dir? Sehr gut, meine liebe Schatze. <laughs> Dankeschön. All right. Welcome to the next call. Please say name and location. Hi, hi, this is Cecil from the Great Northwest. Welcome, hi, Cecil. Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, family. Question at intelligence-infinity.com Good evening, welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. Positive greetings, hi, from Sedona, my friend. Welcome, Raiden. Hi, Raiden. Thank you, Raiden. Hi, hi, Raiden. Hi, guys, it's Bonnie in California. Good evening, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> And right after this one-hour show with questions and answers, we go over to a different conference call, and that will also be broadcast by BBS Radio on this same station. So if you're interested in 
joining in at our daily Whole Planet Healing Conference call. Just hang in there after this hour, and BBS will change over to that conference call, Whole Planet Healing. Greeted by me, Antonio by <laughs> Ramos. Ramos. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. But only if you want to, we welcome you. Right. You want to. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the conference call. Thank you for being here. And the next caller, welcome. If you want to, feel free to say name and location. Abby, California. Welcome, Abby. Hi, Hi Abby. Abby. Hey, Abby. So we wait for Winfrey and Terry Brown to join in here, hopefully soon. Welcome to the conference call. Please say name and location. Or Hi, guys. This is Jeannie and Supersize. Welcome, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Hi, thank you. Hi, everybody. You should text when. Mm-hmm. Texted him 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Wake him up from his beauty sleep. Maybe he's reading the questions. Oh, yeah. Antonio, you you should be the most beautiful person in the world if that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is. (laughs) Evidently he is. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the conference call. Appreciate the location. If you want to, we welcome you. Hi, this is Terry and Sutana. Welcome, Terry. Hi, Terry. Terry. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. All right. We've been on the air for 10 minutes. We're still waiting for a win. Welcome to the conference call. Please take my location. Roger in Austin. Welcome, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Roger. Hi, everybody. Hi, Roger. Hi, Terry. Roger, did you check out the harmonic egg in Austin yet? Uh, haven't gotten around to that yet. I'm on my list. Thank you for being here. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Thank you for being here. It's Winfrey in Sedona, Arizona. Hey. All right. You know the moderator, Win? I win. I win. I'm not. No. Okay. I'll call right back. Okay. 
I always have a big smile on my face whenever I call in and hear all the voices. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, Lynn. Okay. Are we all right, ready right. everybody in VBS? Yeah. <clears throat> are we ready? Yes, we are. We're going to mute the phone lines. So I have muted. I have a question. You do. You have time for to answer it. Yes, this is a follow-up question to when I asked about Jennifer and the remote healing. I wanted to know if um, there's something I could do to make the remote healing more effective, like using crystals or anything else. Mm -hmm. And that's it. All right. All right, Ben. Today it is December the 8th. And off we go. The recording has started. When I sent another question yes. for CJ. I don't know if you got it. Uh, I just am opening it up now, so okay. probably I did. Yeah. Okay. Hello, everybody. This is December 8th, 2021. Wynn and Terry in Sedona, Arizona, and everybody everywhere. Welcome to the people on BBS. Welcome to the people on our conference line. And this is our call. We do a number of calls a week, and they're all, not all, but uh, four of them, three of them, are unique. And this is one of the unique calls where we have made contact with very high intelligences in the universe matrix, very old intelligences, old that they've been around for a long time. They tell us they don't have bodies. They tell us they can expand into any point in the universe. And I didn't believe it at first, but over time, they kind of proved it to me, and they proved it to a lot of people on the calls. And on this particular call, people submit questions, and the questions are submitted to an email address, questions at intelligent-infinity, and They've demonstrated the ability to talk about our past lives, to sometimes do healings with people, sometimes do healings for people that are on the call regularly for their friends. And it's kind of an amazing experience to experience, experience 
them. And they talk to us through my partner, Terry Brown. And Terry Brown um, is an old soul who has been in this realm a long time. And being an old soul doesn't mean... It means you have a lot of potential. And when you're in this realm, you don't know your potential. And these questions that people ask, I would say, tend to wake up people's potential. Because even when you have potential, it is very easy to get caught up in the reality systems of this realm and lose what could be your connection to higher realms. And I've watched many of the people who come to our calls regularly um how can I say it, start to reach more into their potential, their inner wisdom, their healing abilities, things like that. So please listen carefully, ask questions, come to our other calls, and And see if it's for you, because if it's for you, you'll be very grateful to have discovered us. And on that note, Terry, are you there? Hello, Terry. Why don't I hear you, Terry? I'm here. Okay. Were Were you muted? Uh huh. What a surprise! <laughs> I usually do well, myself, I... or that if I don't, I make noises and then somebody else makes me. <laughs> right. Um, one thing about old souls is they can be for. What? Can't hear you, Wynn. Your line is still there. You disappeared, Wynn. You know what? I think your your Bluetooth again has connected to Terry's phone. (laughs) I don't know. It shouldn't do that. I, I mean, I have an old broken head. Oh, no, maybe I've got his headset on. 
Oh, well, let me go check it out here. All right. Let's hang tight until this gets uh, get resolved. And if you joined in on BBS Radio, welcome. Muted. Muted. Unmuted. We're going to have to mute your phone line because it's bouncing back and forth. Echoing. Why on your headset? Because we can't hear you at all. You can't hear me? No. I know, and then you disappeared. Do you you have my headset or anything? No, you got yours. Well, I don't know who this is. This is yours? I don't know. Well, it's not working on my phone. Hang on, let me... Okay, let me, maybe I can use this. Alright. There's, there's all these headsets there. I know all about them. Alright. Use your other one. Alright. Yes, I will hear you now, man. Hello? Hello? Yes, Hello? I hear you. Yes, we hear you. Can you hear me now? We still can. Yes, we yes. hear you well. You hear me well? Yes. I drop out, let me know, because... All right. Um, all right. So right now, we ask for a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Yes. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. Uh, this is our Wednesday night call. Today is the 8th of December 2021 as the year winds down. And we are here. We take a moment and we adjust ourselves. This is far on. We're in the aspect of the Elohim and an aspect of the Ra group. And we proudly present ourselves together uh, in a conglomerate that is particularly positioned to um, 
has available uh, intelligences within the Ra and the Elohim group that can connect and uh, can help uh, to answer questions. If we ever see anything that doesn't make total sense to you, just disregard it. Uh, as we are only here to assist where we can. Um, and we, we shouldn't say only because it is a big deal for us to be here. Do you have questions? Yes, we do. Okay, the first question is from Sija in England. And she asks, what are my distortions and my main stumbling blocks? And why did I choose to reincarnate on Earth? Thank you very much for your loving support. Wow, this is a big question. This is a question of your life. Um, one of the things is we feel that, uh, and uh, tell us if this doesn't um, ring true, we feel that you are here for one reason, to enjoy your life, to enjoy your horses, to enjoy the nature, uh, to enjoy human contact, to enjoy connection, and to work out uh, any uh, feelings of... Um, your unworthiness that hold you back from full um, enrichment and openness of a full <coughs> and rich and rewarding life experience where you feel that you have grown, you have connected with others in a meaningful way. You can review this and then get back to us with further questions. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Antonio asks, is there anything he can do to augment his ability to do remote healing, like using crystals or whatever you suggest. Thank you. Yes, you can. Crystals are very useful in healing. You could place them, say, on your third eye. One of the most um, amazing healing crystals is the diamond. Uh, other than that, uh, there are specific crystals for specific chakras. Um, and if you study the, say, uh, the chakra systems, Carla Rucker wrote a book on the chakras. Um, 
and you can go on the internet uh, to Carla Rickard's uh, website or LL Research's website and check out the information on the shoppers to learn more about them and the color that they emit and the color of the chakra that it is emitting um, when it is to its true purpose and adjusted to the maximum healing uh, and, and connection ability is um, it, it is uh, operating in a certain color. And so if you uh, use the um, color of the crystal, the ruby is a very good crystal for healing. And uh, to help uh, to reinforce uh, the best color of the chakra for the purpose of the chakra. Uh, the chakra it, it does, it isn't just fixed, so it is always adjusting and attuning to its surroundings. But it, you can reinforce it um, with using uh, tuning of the uh, different uh, notes, uh, musical notes, and uh, and coloration of, of different crystals in conjunction with a chakra that operates best on uh, a a specific color, say red for um, uh, the uh, foundation chakra. Uh, that's a little bit about it. Um, is the reason that crystals work? Because they have a geometric structure, and the geometric structure reinforces the pathway to higher dimensions. Well, they uh, reinforce the function and operation of the specific chakra to take out this um, unwanted distortions from a particular chakra. It can help purify the energy from the chakra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question, Jim. Let's see here. This is from Joy in Squim, Washington. Two Sundays ago, I asked questions about my recent weight gain. You suggested, if I recall correctly, that I make it a question for Wednesday because it was complicated. I have generally been medium weight for my height. I wonder what the source is. Um, I'm not sure what she means by that. Internally generated? Yeah. 
internally generated or from an external source? And is it a lesson? As I have not noticed that I have changed my lifestyle much lately, or have I changed it and just not noticed and was told I have the energy of prions in my brain as of last summer? Thank you for any help you can give me about this. Thank you. Um, we asked you some questions concerning uh, the similarity of your lifestyle now and uh, previously, and if uh, the um, there's been a change in your pattern of uh, sitting and working on a project. Uh, more. Um, in other words, is has there been any change toward being more sedentary or not moving around as much? Uh, also, during times of day, um, that, for instance, uh, sitting down after eating and uh, not moving around as much. Um, also, um, there is another factor that we see uh, we searched for uh, the reason of it. Um, We, we are searching different areas for potential reasons of it. One area to increase metabolism is uh, to, to measure the pH of the body and see if there's any uh, tendency towards um, acidity. Uh, or if you're maintaining a, uh, a an alkaline uh, body, alkaline urine and alkaline saliva, uh, alkalinity uh, can be a key uh, to increasing uh, the metabolism and the burning up of. Um, the food and energy uh, release. As you have more energy, uh, it burns more uh, fat, and it doesn't. The fat doesn't collect as much. Also, the digestion of the food to make sure that you're uh, getting adequate digestion, so that you don't have toxic buildup in your system. Um, these are some of the major areas to look at. Um, we take a look further.
Um, take a look at these areas at your alkalinity. Measure it every day. The first morning urine uh, with some pH six, and see to keep your alkalinity high, and um, with your a diet can be geared to keep your alkalinity uh, high, as when it is high. Uh, and even to your point of ketosis, which is um, can can be increased by protein a protein diet leaning towards a protein diet rather than uh, carbohydrate. Uh, there can be a balance there. Um, these are some things to check, and then you can. Uh, get back to us. Thank you. Next question is from Pauline in Flushing, New York. And the question is, could you clarify what immaculate conception is and perhaps I should ask, is there such a thing as immaculate conception? Thank you. <laughs> we do not wish to contradict your Bible. Um, there could be such a thing as immaculate conception. Um, it would be very, very rare. Uh, someone asked the question previously, did uh, Jesus have a father? And the answer was, yes, he did. So then the question was, who was his father? Um... We do not wish to get into the personal life of his mother. Um, there is such a thing as immaculate conception. It is very, very rare, but we do not feel that um, it was that situation in the birth of Jesus. Um, it is sort of a complicated a story uh, in and outs of it and uh, we we wish the more to to um, uh, not um, mess with the uh, more, more simplified version of immaculate conception We are speaking here of physicalness, and if you wish to move it uh, a bit detached from that, then um, you could begin to talk about his soul 
he was a wanderer, and he was coming forth, and he was not born of this earth. He was born of um, more spiritual factors, where at this point you could begin to talk about immaculate uh, conception in that he was purely connected uh, in a spiritual way to the Father and the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I don't think it's a good idea. A lot of religions have a certain amount of mythology to them, and they also have the ability to invoke the Christ consciousness and higher dimensions. And it's separate from the mythology within it. And if you focus on the mythology, you might be kind of screwing up because if you think the mythology is is wrong, you may also lose the ability to connect to the higher energies, the higher matrix within the that religion. And so that's one of the and, and you know, I'm saying this now, I'll ask them. But my feeling is is when they avoided a question like that directly, it's because there are people that if you destroy the mythology, you destroy the religious connection and what's positive in the religion. And it's not worth doing that. And am I correct yeah, in, they, in this? Yes, the individuals could lose their trust in the religion if it is directly uh, conflicted with or um, denounced. Um, but in the ways of looking at this in the purest sense, um, Jesus was a wanderer and he was very purely connected to the spiritual side and to the Christ consciousness and to the Father and the Father being the, the one infant creator and uh, the higher sources. Uh, he was very directly connected to that rather than being of the earthly parents. Uh, so um, to begin to connect it up with the uh, the physical is um, beginning to take it out of the realm where it was um, meant. Thank you. Um, next question. Don Herman, could you please tell us who built the 
who built the pyramids in Egypt. Now, he addresses this to the Ra group because yes. that in, in both the Carla Rucker channelings and Edgar Casey channelings, the pyramids were built by levitation. And in Edgar Casey channelings, it was never said it was the Ra group because the Ra group never introduced themselves to Edgar Casey as that. And it was always a mystery of who was talking through Edgar Casey. And uh, I drew the conclusion that it seemed highly likely it was the Ra group. And, Thank um, you. That's not my question. What is your question? question? Who built the pyramids in Egypt? When were they built? How long it took to build them? And how were they built? And what was their purpose? Thank you. There are different pyramids in Egypt. We refer you to the raw material um, for the answer to one of your questions. Who built the pyramids? The Giza pyramid was built, we built the Giza pyramid, and we built it by force. We made it into um, blocks uh, of stone rather than to build it as a um, one block of stone conformed to the whole shape. You might want to listen to that sentence over. We built it from the thought and we made it into blocks. The blocks are very smooth. They fit together very well. Um, other pyramids were made by cutting of stone in a more usual way. Uh, levitation was used in the moving of stones where it was useful. Um, we refer you again to the raw material to get the exact details and questions uh, and the answers as we have given in the raw material. Um, they were made at different times and they were used as a purification uh, chamber uh, and also for the correction and for the align to help with the alignment between uh, the earth and the star systems, and so individuals when they were initiated in the pyramid uh, could have an easier time 
in their connection with the medians of these star systems. Thank you. You know, in the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, I did a whole chapter on the pyramids. On the the dimensions. Now I don't remember it now, but the dimensions of the pyramids all reflected dimensions of other things. Like now I, as I recall the diameter of the earth, uh there are a lot of um hidden statistics. These were on purpose. This was done on purpose to help the alignment. And it is um, an in-between alignment that when an individual is in the pyramid, and even when an individual wasn't in the pyramid, to help align uh, the points on Earth. These pyramids were not just built. Anyway, they were built in specific locations uh, to help align uh, all of Earth with the star systems and make um, some of the harsh differences uh, more balanced so that you might have a harbor where there would be a couple of pyramids built in the harbor that most people later would think, oh, they're just mountains. And they would protect the harbor from harsh weather and make it a better harbor for ships to come and go. Um, With the pyramids? The purpose is for the pyramids. Were the, pyramid, were the pyramids able to have any deflection of potential earthquakes? Yes, as they would help balance energies, uh, and then the energies becoming more smoothly together, coinciding and working together from, say, the star system. Uh, energies are projected in uh, to Earth and beyond uh, to make the energies coming in more congruent with uh, and easier to handle for uh, Mother Earth and and the various areas within Earth. And there have also been warnings at different times about the earth um how is it spoken of um rotating the whole earth rotating and you know everything would change like i believe the magnetic accesses accesses on earth have already been changing. Yeah, does, the pyramids changing have, yeah. does the pyramids have anything to do with that? It is not generally known, but the pyramids 
are able to stabilize Earth so that it doesn't experience um, uh, so many sudden changes. Mm -hmm. And do the pyramids ever... You know, we talked at one point about the idea of teleportation, like what happened in Star Trek. When people would go into their, uh, I forget what they called it, but, you know, they would go into this chamber and they would disappear and end up somewhere else. Does the pyramids... Yes. Do the pyramids Um, have anything to do with that potential? Or were they used for that? We see that there were various starports at certain times on Earth. It were used for that, or were used like a telephone booth to connect with certain um, other areas of the galaxy, or individuals within other areas of the galaxy. Sinai uh, Peninsula. He had one such spaceport. And um, it came destroyed, and the um, Sinai Peninsula still still uh, exhibits scars from uh, being uh, destroyed. Uh, however, the pyramids were they, they were used for alignment and healing and initiation and. Uh, Hydration and um, uh, and, and for realignment of energies. Mm-hmm. And I also recall, and it, uh, I don't know if I if this was in in Edgar Casey or something, but that somehow sound was incorporated in making the rocks um, float in the air. Am I correct in my memory? There is a cone, rock cone, that can project energy and concentrated and um, the uh, let me take a look it is a sound that is very high and not generally heard that is used just Thank you. Next question from Isis. I've recently been dealing with some health imbalances in my body, skin issues, menstrual cycle, hormone imbalance, and gut imbalance. Can what, what imbalance? What was the last gut, thing? Gut. Guts. Yes. Yes. Meaning stomach. Yes. And the sources com- comment on the root cause 
or causes for these issues? And how can I best help my body heal? Are any of these issues related to ascension and are being being around vaccinated people? Some of these are related to being around vaccinated people, and you might check out some of the protocols. Uh, for instance, um, Terry may have sent you a protocol for vaccinated people, uh, and uh, it would help uh, for anyone that was around a vaccinated person also, for instance, perhaps Joe. Um Joven, uh, and you, and uh, your mom, and uh, the, uh, these things can help. There are some protocols that can help in there that can help the stomach. Uh, also, um, the estrogen um, balance um, it, it could be more balanced. Uh, the the hormones could be more balanced. Um, so one of the things that would help would be the the protocol of um, supplementation that is, is helpful for vaccinated people, and that can help ease the, the um, results of being around vaccinated people and picking up some of the shedding that may, that may be occurring around them. Um, so check that out, and if you didn't get it or uh, you want it again, uh, email Wynn or Terry. Okay. And we have a question here from Don Herman. Is the idea correct that we all have a spark or fractal of God or the divine within us? Would this be the source of our spiritual aspect? Is this the same as our higher self? Could you please give it your not, view on this topic? Yes. It is not the same as your higher self. And you do, uh, it's, you are actually a part of God. And it is the distortions of that you have in particular that deviate from uh, the being of all that is without distortion that creates your personality and your particular vibrational complex, um, your hologramic uh, inclinations. Um, and it is that coupled with your life experience, which helps you build um, your particular distortions that you make, uh, which are the ways as you see are the best ways to be um and you you build this up as you have more experience lifetime for lifetime uh but you you basically 
are the one being, you're one with God, and then you are building and have built your own distortional responses, it makes you uniquely you. Thank you. Lammy Pinners, this is a good question. It's difficult to describe what our conference calls are all about someone who might be interested. And I usually say they can listen in anonymously to check it out. I understand that a group of unfocused entities full of skepticism can maybe scatter the overall group energy. But what about a passive listener, someone who's listening but multitasking? Are they still contributing to the call and benefiting as well? Thank you for this amazing opportunity to ask. Yes, yes. Um, As they multitask, uh, then they, they, they take some of their attention units away from the total involvement in the call, and they are still participating as much as they, uh, to the degree that they are putting their attention units in uh, unison with the call. So it is to, it varies by various degrees depending upon how much the multitasking takes away from the focus of uh, what is being said. Or how about new people? How about new people that are coming to the calls? Well, they tend to new be focused. New people have a very it, it, uh, new people are very much tend to defocus to defocus it if they it, they may not even say anything, but they may be just sitting there thinking something. Now. They would add a divergence to add it into the group as a whole, where if they weren't there, the whole group may be focused intently on the next word to be said. But the the new person may hear words they don't understand, and then they lose their focus. And they drift off into some self-thought or something. And and this all is added to the hologramic influence of the car uh, and to the degree that that person is, has very, very powerful projection or not. Uh, it will um, uh, put that into the mix of the hologramic influence of the car. Thank you. It seems to me that when we do an event that we charge a little bit for and people pay some money, they may get more out of it because they put something into it. Am I, is that true? Uh, not necessarily true, but uh, uh, I mean, you do have some very de- Bouted listeners that uh, are hanging on every word and, and getting a lot out of it. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I uh, I don't I don't I don't mean the people that are are regulars, but people who are 
checking this out. And Yeah, I did see a guy. Come on, it's another 5.1. Uh, this uh, one. Who was that? Oh, this is Terry. I hear Dutch since uh, he just went on the air and he's telling about the latest earthquakes. He hasn't uh, broadcast to live recorded show in quite a while since November 17th, and there have been a number of earthquakes off the coast. Yes. All right. Listen, we have one, one more. We have one more question from Edna. Okay, and if we yes. don't do it right now, we're we're going to miss it. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I am still dealing with a problem in my right eye. I get really dizzy if my eye is uncovered, and I found out that using an eye patch covering my eye is taking the dizziness away. And I feel normal. I've been using an eye patch the last two days, and it fixes the dizziness problems. However, I need to fix this issue since it is hard to function with only my left eye open. I am taking eye antioxidant as recommended, vitamin D3 and vitamin C. I went to the eye doctor, an ear nose doctor, and they could not find anything wrong. The issue is really debilitating for me right now. Could you help me to heal my right eye? I am trying to reach to the higher realms for help daily during meditation. Thank you. Thank you. We we suggest that you get some B vitamins and take particular B1, you burn a lot of B1 uh, in your daily activities. Uh, Sometimes B1 can create a divergence between the responses and the eyes, and your eyes need to be working together uh, to have the optimum vision. Um, And so we recommend that you get a good mix of um, B vitamins and Including B1. Um, for this moment, it is good that you're taking antioxidants for the eyes. That is helpful. Uh, and but it needs uh, we it, we try B1 particularly with a good mix of B vitamins, as sometimes that will. Uh, it uh, create a double vision and problems between the eyes. Thank you, and we'll it will help it heal. But uh, then okay. let us know. Let us know the result. Okay, we got to end this call because we got to go to Whole Planet Healing. If you are listening on BBS Radio, we do this call every Wednesday where you could submit questions. And then we do a planetary healing call right after this. We have, uh, over the time that we have been in these communications, we have seen a number of phenomena and miracles happen as a result of this. And it's, it's like 
our sources respond to questions and requests. And so Call Planet Healing is a call where we make requests for better outcomes. And it's going to be broadcast on BBS in just one minute. So don't go away. And uh, I'm just going to unmute. What we're going to do is we're going to go and shut this conference line down. This is a call which is broadcast from a conference line. And we're going to shut this conference line down and go to another one where Whole Planet Healing is held. But both calls are broadcast on BBS. And uh, if you stay here, you will get on get on it, okay? This so, session is no longer being recorded. And could you unmute everybody, guys? No. Unmuted. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Wendy. Okay. Thank you, Terry. Have a great night, everybody. Edge looking to tuning the forks. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. And welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Joy. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. It's Jeannie and Fishy Pipe. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Only if you want to. Joy, is it Monday yet? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, but if you need to call me, call me. (laughs) Okay. No, I I was just going to say, is it Monday yet? Because our scheduled thing. Right. (laughs) Um, I'll get it started, sure. 
All right, then we'll see if Ben comes in or not. Okay. All right. Okay. Today is December the 8th. Well, muted. Hello, hi. Yes. I hear you. One second. Here we go. The recording has started. Hello, everyone. Today is Wednesday, December 8th of 2021. I'm Jackie from Julian, California. Welcome to the Whole Planet Healing Conference Call. And since it is Wednesday, we get to share this call with our BBS radio listeners. So thank you all for also joining us and adding your energy to our efforts tonight. Now, in the previous hour uh, on BBS Radio, you experienced the Q&A channeling with Terry Brown bringing in information. Today, tonight, she was talking to Ra'an, one of several uh, groups that are our sources. And uh, that's a great example that you heard of um, the wonderful information that comes in for our for our group. Now on this call is a little different because we are not just listening to channeled messages, we are actually interacting with these same sources. This is an open call, but those who consistently come into this call are driven to be of service and want to make this world a better place. So today and every evening, this call involves a collaboration of all of you who have joined us tonight and our sources, and they are adding their energy to our request for healing, primarily the planet, but also for the people, places, and situations that concern us, while keeping in mind, of course, that the principle of the highest good for all be observed. So... We are going to officially begin this call by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation, requesting energetic protection for ourselves, this call, and this work. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted to the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive service to others 
honoring the law of one, to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. Back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Well, Winfrey and Terry Brown always join us on this call, and at the beginning here, they uh, share their thoughts with us for a couple of minutes. So, Win, are you available? I'm here. I'm here. And I think I have an echo. There we go. Is that good, Jackie? Yes, much better. Okay. All right. This is this this call is a co-creative energy where we come together as a group and we have sources on the other side come together and join us to increase the impact of our intentions to heal the planet and to heal ourselves. And the people that keep coming to it have a sense of family, um, a sense of belonging, which kind of unusual. And plus, we have phenomena that happens that looks like miracles. You have to check it out to really get it. But we're going to read an excerpt of one of our conversations with our sources, not me, but Bonnie. And I turn it over to Terry Brown, who is the person that they speak through. And go ahead, Terry. Hi, everybody. Um this is the magnificent adventure, and we're you're all aboard who want to get aboard and be aboard, and uh, wonderful to uh, know you're there. And it, we just did the question and answer hour, and you guys ask great questions, and we ha- we put it up on thespiritchannel.net, um, so uh, that call will be up later on the spiritchannel.net and also if you go into BBS radio they put the recording out too and back to Jackie thank you so much Terry and uh, those were great questions but your your guys give us really great answers too and next we are going to hear some more of that information because we're going to join Bonnie from Corona California who is familiar with many of the channeled messages that are archived on thespiritchannel.net. There are thousands of channeled messages. The, the information ranges such a wide range of topics. And we always look forward to hear what Bonnie has chosen for us every night on this call. Bonnie? Hi, Jackie. Okay. What? We're going to return to this call that we read from last night. It was a Wednesday call, question and answer, 
And this took place on February 13, 2013. This is another question that someone has submitted. And they're asking, uh, what does dying feel like for someone that's fairly compressed and unevolved? And what does dying feel like to someone who has done spiritual work or has made connection with higher realms during their lifetime? And Ra'an, through Terry, gives us an answer. When one dies, it is entirely an individual experience, and it depends upon the individual's viewpoint. If they have a belief that they are the body, and when the body dies, that they are going to just have to be nothing and decompose with the body, then that individual can stay with the body, it is pretty hard to shake that individual from the belief if it is really a solid belief. They would stay with the body and then they would be with the body until the body would decompose or would in some way not be available for connection any longer. And they would stay connected to the body as long as they could because of their idea that they are the body. Then, after the body has, say, decomposed, then they would find themselves as a free spirit. or in the air, and then they could recapture some of their momentum, their astral projection momentum, and could begin to observe things and to come out of their situation. If they believed that they were the body and the body had been cremated, then they could could reside in a mock-up of their body to have a projection of their body that then would stay very old if they had been old until at some point when they had played that projection through, then the projection could unwind and the individual could then emerge with a fresh vision of themselves from underneath the old projection. If an individual were really advanced, then they may just leave their body. They may move into the tunnel of light, which would be like concentric rings of, like a wormhole of concentric rings a very high energy of a white color that would propel them into a very high frequency and move them from the earth frequency into the heaven frequency where they then could speak with deceased relatives. They could be helped by the angels and could have their life 
review and look at their life and have a life repair and then work with to repair things that had gone wrong. They could have access to the Library of Wisdom, which they could go every day and read. They can rejoice or reminisce with their friends and relatives that have met them there in the heavenly realm. We give you some examples as things are different for different people. There was one individual who owned property and was the property manager. When he passed on, he did not know. Often people, when they pass over, do not know that they have died because they really haven't. They really are still alive, only they don't have their outer shell body. And this one individual who owned the apartment house kept walking around the apartment house, trying to fulfill the duties he did when he had the job, not knowing that he was dead. He would go and knock on people's doors and and people would see him. And, he, and then he would disappear. If a person passes suddenly, then they are more likely to not realize that they have passed over. And they go around as ghosts talking to people and not being aware of any reasons why the other person won't answer. But one can see the person. No one can see the person. So no one answers unless it is a more advanced being that can see the person and answer and help them with directions. These are some of our thoughts on that. And I thought that was a pretty thorough take on both sides of the coin there on death and dying. Uh, I'll turn it back to you, Jackie. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. That was an excellent uh, channeling. Uh, that message is is good for all of us to know because, like right now, I'm I'm interacting with a friend who's preparing to cross over, and this would be a great one to share with them. Let's move on now, though, to our next segment. We have been advised by our sources to focus on current events on this call. And in the case of earthquake and volcanic activities, they suggest that the most beneficial action that we can provide is to send an energy of calmness to Mother Earth. So we're going to join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, as she guides us over the Earth's surface, pointing out any areas of concern. Jennifer? Thank you, Jackie. Tonight... As in other evenings, I'd like to invite Mother Earth to join with us as we travel around the globe, increasing our intention for calm. As we typically do, I want to start in Hawaii again, taking a look at the island tonight. Um, We do have the typical swarms near and around Pahala. The largest that I found there was a 3.5. That's a little bit of an uptick in seismicity. And then out in the sea, south of the island, 
there's a seamount out there, Loihi, <clears throat> and there were two uh, little earthquakes, 2.9 and 2.8, out in that region. I'm not sure if that's exactly where this um, seamount is. It could be another one, but there were two in that region. And then up on Mauna Loa, we just had a couple um, of low 2.0. And then in the sea to the west of the island, we had 2.4. So it was a little scattered here and there, nothing alarming. So let's just continue what we've been doing, and that is sending calm down to the island, and especially to the things that we can't see, um, mainly the fault line, the hot spot that uh, Hawaii sits on, and anything else that affects uh, the earthquake and volcanic activity. And I do want to mention today, also three days ago, they announced that Kilauea had stopped erupting and <clears throat> it was put on the dormant list. And three days later, the lava has returned. So much for human beings trying to make a call on, on what Mother Nature is going to do. And we just send the whole area calm. Now we're going to move down to the southernmost uh, affected by seismic along the Ring of Fire. And usually, and today, as, as it usually is, New Zealand, um, the South Island, we had a 3.5. <clears throat> the North Island, we had 3.8. And then there were a couple little threes off the uh, North Island. Now, don't forget, this is like the Kermadec Trench. So then we move up meaning northward along that Kermadec Trench, and we had some fours, 4.4, 4.2, continuing on that same trench. We come up to Fiji, where we had two 4.5. Now we're going to move westward. We're going to go skip all those little areas that um, are active, like Papua New Guinea and everything. There was nothing going on there. We get to over to Indonesia. And we had a 5.1 and assorted fours. And we also had Semaru, which is still um, erupting. But this thing is like it had another pyroclastic flow today. And that is when it mixes together. And it, you, know, you see these horrible images of people running. And it moves quite quickly. And it happened again today. It happened uh, several days ago, too. We want to send calm to Semaru. Moving northward up to the Philippines, 4.6, and then up to Japan, where we had a 6.0 <clears throat> and a 5.2. And continuing up to Russia, the area of Kamchatka, we had a 4.6 and a 4.1. Moving across the Aleutians, um, we had mainland, we had on in central. Uh, part of the state, we had a 4.2, and then out on the Aleutians, it was all low-level 3, 3.0 and less. Moving down through Canada, we had a 3.2 in the Yukon Territory. And moving down into Washington, we had a 2.5 northeast of Everett. So if you felt rocking and rolling there, that's what it was. Nothing else really in Washington. Then we come down to Oregon. Um, the swarm that has been going on 
since yesterday is still ongoing off the coast of Oregon. Today, in the last 24 hours, we had 51 earthquakes on the Blanco Fracture Zone. And these are kind of serious earthquakes. They're 5.5, and many of them were in the fives. That's a lot of earthquakes. And, of course, it it trickles down to um, Petrolia in California, which we had a 4.0. And that is an uptick there. Usually it's quite low level. So let's maybe do a focus real quick, like on this area. And this is going to be that Cascadia Basin. And this Blanco Fracture Zone is one of the little steps in that area. Just send our calm. Because this energy that's being generated now will show up somewhere else. It doesn't go away. So then we want to move down through California. I already mentioned Petrolia. Um, the rest of the state fared pretty well. Uh, we have the Geysers region, which is always busy. The San Andreas Fault, which is always scary <laughs> and calming to San Andreas Fault. Um, Southern California, we did have a 3.6 in Lytle Creek, which is kind of it's east of L.A. And then Walker, on the eastern side of the state, we have the Walker Swarm, still ongoing, the Long Valley Caldera, and Ridgecrest. And those areas seem to always have activity. So we just didn't calm. They, they're actually in a line, and they go down the Sierra Nevada Mountains. And then we're going to uh, take a quick look before we leave the U.S. Stanley, Idaho, 2.8. West Yellowstone had a few uh, little ones. And Montana had hit and miss. And then Kansas today. I don't usually mention um, Kansas because a lot of that is fracking. However, we did have a 4.3 in Gypsum, Kansas. And then we're still having an ongoing swarm in West Texas. Fortunately, the largest uh, in this West Texas area was 3.2. And then we're going to move down through Mexico. We had 4.9. And the Gulf of California still swarming. We had eight earthquakes there today, and they were fours. Moving down to Guatemala, we didn't have any seismic, but we did have Fuego erupting. And then down to uh, Nicaragua, we had a 4.0, just threes in Panama. Moving down through South America. Actually, South America's kind of gone quiet. Um, Colombia had Nevada del Ruiz erupting. Ecuador had San Jay and Reventador erupting. Now, off the coast, it would be off the coast of Ecuador or maybe northern Peru, we had a 5.1. That's called the Central East Pacific Rise. It's a big fault line. And then moving down through Peru, we had a 4.3 in Sabancaya. Nothing to speak of in Chile, very low levels. Nevada State Chilean. And down to Argentina, we had a 3.8. We're going to come down around the southern tip of South America. So eastward to the South Sandwich Islands, and we had a 5.5 and also a 5.0 there today. And then we're going to move up quickly to the Canary Islands. I do want to bring this to everybody's attention. They keep saying that it is lessening 
as far as the number of earthquakes, and the seismicity has lessened somewhat, 3.6. However, the volcano is still a huge threat and is still erupting, but the earthquakes have been decreasing. So what that means, I'm not sure. But take a quick run through the Strait of Gibraltar, where there's swarm ongoing, seems perpetual, uh, the largest of which was 2.7 today. And then nothing much in um, all of Europe, really, just two. And then we're going to quickly look at Greece, where we had 4.3, Iran, 3.7, Mongolia, way up there, uh, we had a 4.9. And in the same area, north of Mongolia, we had a 4.0. And that brings us back to almost to the Ring of Fire. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for participating. And I'll send y'all back to Jackie. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Well, in just a few moments, Wynne will be taking us on his guided visualization where he will address many of the other issues that also concern us. But first, the phone lines will be unmuted, and you have the opportunity to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you're listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal <coughs> concerns into the light. And thank you all for your contributions tonight. Unmuted. This is I would like to Hello, uh, this is Maxelina. Uh, uh, something mundane. I have a puppy for two and a half months now, and I'm asking for help with his potty training. I'm exhausted. He's keeping me up at night, and I'm working like 15 hours, or I'm just <laughs> dropping. And I just really like the energy to continue with the work that I'm doing. And, and thank you very much. That is very well. I will ask for a healing, uh, a round of healing for everybody from uh, coughing and any kind of uh, respiratory problem worldwide for the highest and greatest good. And on top of that, I would like to ask for them. Assistance uh, and enhancements of all of the uh, systems operating on our beautiful mother be enhanced uh, without like giving properties at all times for the highest grade is durable. Thank you so very much. Thank you. This is Alicia, and I would like to ask for uh, benevolent blessing on all of those who are going through um, loss at this time. Thank you. This is Wynn, and I just wanted to um, ask for all those people who are in the Cascadian area, which we do have, an, you know, a few people on this call, to just uh, right at this moment focus in here in that physical area where there's a lot of earthquake activity. So. Hold the energy for that coming down right now. And that's all. Thank you. This is Jennifer. I'd like to put everybody on this call into the love light for healing. Um, I want to extend this to our guests on BBS, our family members, our pets, and any other loved ones that I may have missed. 
um, I would like to make mention of Win and Terry specifically, that we all send them lots of love light energy to keep them going. I'm sure they're exhausted at the end of the day. Try and get this work out there. Um, I'd also like to mention Cecil and Betty, who need our prayers, Monica and Larry, Lauren in Washington, Tom in San Jose, White Dove and the Willow, and Phyllis in Washington, and Joe T. in Washington, and Antonio Jr., Sr., and Abby, <clears throat> and Jill and Robert, who are both battling COVID, and Hyatt for healing, and Kathleen for healing, and I'd like to put myself in this field of energy, and I want to send love light to Dr. Art, wherever he is. Thank you. This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. I place the human family into the light, and I ask for assistance from the Elohim in the awakening of every person to the challenges we have on this planet at this time in history. I have gratitude for certain prophecies that seem to give us insight as to what we are up against. And I give gratitude that no prophecy is written in stone, but rather that it serves as a warning to let us know where we will end up if we don't take action to change the direction we are headed in. Let us all as a family support each other, mend our divisions, and raise our frequencies to a point where we are no longer able to be taken advantage of by the negative. And then may the negative follow us into the light and be transformed by love. Thank you. Muted. Okay. We are going to move into our group visualization. And one of the things I've learned, and probably some of you have learned this, is that when we have an intention, our intention changes the structure of the universe a little bit. And the more passion we have, the more impact we have. So when we come together as a group and we have passion and we have a group intention, we increase our impact. And then we have these group souls, entities, who are on this call right now. Of course, they're not talking, but they're here energetically, supporting our intentions. So we are going to surround our planet with this group energy that we have created. And with our sources, it's part of it. And we're going to rebroadcast the love light energy or the Christ energy of the universe 
to the surface of our planet and touching every part where it can be received. And we focus for a moment on the humans who are service to others, on the children who are the hope for the future, and we ask that their life experience brings wisdom to them. We go to the animals and the pets. We go to the plant life, the trees, the bushes, and grass. And we go to the insects, particularly the species that are part of the balance of nature on our planet, like the bees. And we just ask for the persistence of that species while we're going through all these changes. We go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins and the whales. We now take this energy that we've been projecting down and we project it through the earth, the surface of the earth, into the interior of the earth. And we're going to send healing energy and gratitude to Mother Earth. We go to the energy waves that travel through the earth that terminate in potential earthquakes, fault lines, and volcanoes. And these would be the earthquakes of the future. And we send calm energy to these waves. We go back to the surface of the earth and we quickly send columns of light to all those areas of earthquake faults, which would be potentials for the future. We go to the three earthquake zones, the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, and the Cascadian zone, which Jennifer was addressing, which is in um, Seattle, British Columbia, Oregon, and California, Northern California. And we're just sending calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. 
And we send a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter down through the ground in this area, bringing calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic Fault Line, centered in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, running thousands of miles from the North Pole through Iceland, through the middle of the ocean, down as far as South America. We go to all the other areas everywhere on our planet where there are fault lines and potentials. We ask our sources to help find them, send them all calm energy. And any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to happen because the earth needs to release stress can happen gradually and away from population centers. We go to the other out-of-balance situations on our planet. And we start with the coronavirus and its mutation and ask that they can be rendered inactive. We go to the, the, the immune systems of humans and ask that they can be strengthened. And we go to the toxins in vaccines. We ask that they can all be transmuted. We go to all the plans and plots of the negative elite, which are designed to sabotage humans, We ask that there is enough awareness building as an ongoing build in the humans to counteract some of their plans. In fact, hopefully all of their plans. We go to the quality of human suffering. People suffer for all kinds of reasons. They're sick, their bodies hurt. They're in abusive relationships, their circumstances. We ask for the Christ light 
to come down on all those people suffering that can move them into higher spiritual realms where the suffering is not impacting them. And we ask for the highest good for the eradication of the causes of suffering. We go to droughts. We ask for rain in all those areas with reservoirs, animals, crops being watered, and we ask for rain to counteract those things. We go to the governments of our planet. We ask for qualities of leadership that make people feel safe. Benevolence, compassion, integrity, ethics, courage, we go to those countries and those groups who are adversarial with each other, and we ask for nonviolent solutions to these issues. And we go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We ask for transmutation of toxic materials, radioactivity, coronavirus and its mutations again. radio frequencies and microwaves. Chemtrails. Anything in food, air, water, or medicines. Right now, we are going to invite that Christ energy, that love light energy flowing through the universe, through our galaxy, through our Milky Way, and landing on our roof, where we have an energy filter that only lets positive energy through. 
And if we're comfortable, we can invite that energy into our home. We invite that energy, if we're comfortable, through our roof, we see it pouring down from our ceiling into our home, spreading through every square foot and transmuting any negativity. We invite that energy to flow down the outside of our home and create a protected shield from anything negative. And we invite that energy now to move through our bodies. We remind ourselves that we're each an aspect of the one infinite creator temporarily experiencing these physical bodies on planet Earth. We're going to end the verbal part of the call and leave the lines open for those of you that want to silently hold this energy. I thank everyone for being here who's contributing, either as part of the facilitators or part of the support system. They tell us we're making a difference, and I sense that we are. And we will see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.